Driving the culture forward, this is Ben Rosen with Hype Beast Radio. We're here today with Jake, Arun, and Lawrence from Grail. How you What's guys up? doing? Hey, dude. What's up? Hey. Shout out Hype Beast. We love Hype Beast. <laughs> we're all hyped. Yeah, we're fans of Grail, too, man. It's good to have you guys on the show. Thank we you for having want- us. Yeah, man, we wanted to start off kind of like with a basic question, just kind of ask, how, how did you guys all meet? Well, I've known, I've known Jake for almost like 10 years from the menswear blogosphere. I remember we met at a party at Nepenthes. I feel like it had yeah, just Nepenthes. opened up, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you like ran up on me yeah. on, some, on some clout shit. This was before yeah. clout was clout, you know what I'm before saying? Before it was so, a thing. Yeah. OG clout, Lawrence. Yeah, very, very Blog OG clout, clout. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we just both were on Tumblr. And then you guys, you can tell your whole origin story. Yeah, I met Arun, uh, basically just emailed him about Grailed, found it through Style Forum, I think. Cold email? Cold emailed that motherfucker. Bold. And Bold strategy. He responded, and I was working on a different startup at the time uh, in California where he was, and we met up and kind of started talking about Grailed stuff and went from there. Yeah, much different than all the cold emails I get, Jake's actually had punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, cr- that's actually for the kids, like yeah. punctuate Lesson. your shit. Lesson for the kids. Um, and then I guess I just met Arun when I started uh, consulting before yeah, I worked yeah, yeah. Yeah. the time. Yeah, Lawrence so was advising us. Like in New York. Getting yeah. some info from Lawrence on the press side and word. Yeah. So they kind of brought you on as like a mercenary, kind of like a Well, it's funny. The actual thing is, so they, Jake, having known me, once he linked up with Arun and he was helping out, they were looking to get press for Grail because I guess at that point, no one really knew about Grail. There's not the wider kind of like, you know, menswear world. So he like pitched it to me when I was at Complex and doing four pins and I was like, hard pass, dude. What the fuck is (laughs) this Yeah, he was not into it So what he just did is he just (laughs) went behind my back and had G and De Leon, our homie who's now at uh, High Snobiety. I don't know if we can say... The high snob on, on uh, Hypebeast. I know it's like uh, the Capulets and the Montagues out here. But uh, um, yeah, and so they just went around my back. And then actually that was like the first huge press piece. I guess it was like a profile. Yeah, that was the one that on, kind of like yeah. got us the, the first And there was that yeah. amazing photo of the like nerdy dude in his mom's basement with like <laughs> Google yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They use that like when you just Google like internet troll. It's yeah. like the... And everyone thought that was a rune. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, wow, the founder is such a herb. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's kind of like the, the origin story for the most part. Wow. And so you came on and you started helping out with branding and your what, what's your role right now? I'm the you... brand director now, but when I was, so I was still working at Complex and Four Pins and just kind of giving general guidance about, I don't know, anything that they needed, like just coming after work and hanging out. Um, obviously, you know, at that point being friends with the dudes that worked there. Lawrence came up with the idea for the first Grail 100. Yeah, and just shit like that, just like some general press strategy stuff, just like really super general consulting, just anything that was kind of on the table at the time, and that obviously uh, eventually turned into um, a full-time role. Because at that point, then I was like, oh, I, I passed on it, but now I see the merits of this thing. Right, then you, you, know, then then you, I, then you yeah. fucked I saw the vision. the vision, then yeah. I fucked with the vision, and we, we linked and we built, and then here we are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so speaking of the Grail 100, that's, that was a massive success. And you guys have since gone on to kind of like roll out these other designer uh, collaborations. Yeah, How would you guys sales, put them? Like fire stuff. sales and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. I mean, they're literal fire they sales. Fire. fire. Yeah. I mean, the original plan was to do like a smaller thing, which we obviously decided to just like blow the doors off of it and make it like this huge 100 thing. And it just like <laughs> the sounds. The Grail 10 doesn't sound yeah, the, good. yeah, exactly. The Grail 12 sounds like <laughs> ass. Um, so yeah, we've done two of those. Um, in no in November of the past two years, obviously you're gonna have a a third one coming up. I don't want to should I say a date? Should we say a month publicly? No. Fuck no, no, no. Um, so that is gonna happen sometime in the fall. TBD. Finger, fingers crossed. TBD. Um, yeah, I mean it's just the kind of the natural extension where it's like it's just like 
content that is shoppable that kind of functions on like a high level and the way we kind of talk about the, those projects and really kind of specifically the 100 is like what is that utopian amazing version of grail that's like education it's amazing deals on fire pieces and it's all together in kind of like this beautiful aspirational and inspirational place um that is just available to anyone you don't need to be like a celebrity to get it or you don't need to be a vip client that's just a thing that goes live to feasibly right the entire world and it's a i think it's like a democratization of kind of like again this this perfect um version of grail that again in a utopian society would exist but it's not like that all the time but we try damn Where bro you work in marketing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And so you guys have democratization of the perfect world, <laughs> the, the utopia, yeah. the utopia of Grail. Yikes! Yeah. Fire! Hypey's comments actually gonna love oh, that God. one. Yeah, yeah, for real. real yeah, yeah. So I was just gonna say, like, um, yeah, Ron. So where did when did the idea first start to do like Grail? Like, were you doing any ventures before that? Um, so Grail is actually my second company, um, or third and fourth, depending on what you call a company. Um, but <laughs> like, what do you have like three lemonade stands? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey man, I'm an entrepreneur from way back. Um, so I was actually uh, in college, and I was uh, you know getting more into menswear and like more into designer stuff, you know, because like I like when I was a freshman, I like lived above a J Crew um, in, in my dorm. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know, got slowly more into fashion and like buying like acne and APC and like, you know, Lanvin and stuff like that. Um, and obviously I couldn't afford any of it because I was in college, um, but I was on the style forum and I was on Superfuture and I was on fuk.co.uk um, and I was buying and selling stuff there. And I, I remember the thing that infuriated me to no end is on style forum, you go from the feed to like a big photo of the item. It took you like three clicks and like at minimum like 60 seconds for like this thing to load. And I was like, this is just garbage. Like how can anybody like have the patience to click through this stuff but I did it anyway because you know I'm a John head I'm obsessed that you know we all are um but I was the like first hey. step is admitting the problem hi I'm a John head <laughs> um but that was like hey I could just make a feed of photos you know I just make a website that's literally just a list of photos and then you don't have to do any clicks as soon as you load the site the big photo is already there um and I didn't actually know how to make websites at the time but I figured that I could like figure it out um so after I graduated college I spent like three months working on it and I uh, put together Grailed. Cool. Yeah. So how, how long, like how far along were you in when, before you started like hiring and before like, you know, Jake came on board and stuff? Man, a while. Um, I worked on Grilled, uh, probably for eight months or nine months before Jake emailed me. And then I was like, man, this guy actually knows what he's talking about when it comes to fashion, which was really cool. Um, but he was in New York and I was in San Francisco. We met up a few times. Um, and then about six months later, we had continually to like hang out. Uh, we were introduced to our other co-founder, Julian, um, who is our CTO, who was working at Venmo and then left to come work with us. And he was also in New York. Uh, so at that point, you know, Jake was in New York. Julian was in New York. Uh, Jake was leaving his old job. I'm actually from Long Island and my parents and my brother and sister live here. So it was kind of a natural progression to move back here and uh, get Jake and Julian on board. And, and it was Jake also, what did you say? Like, you can't have a fashion company in San Francisco. Like yeah, it's harder. I mean, it's just like. You know, they don't give a fuck. Let's be real. Like, there's, there's tech out there and interesting stuff, but like those dudes have like the worst style on the planet. Yeah, like, like notorious garbage. So. Yeah, yeah. So. they're Valley's. learning. They're learning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. slowly. I mean, yeah, they can but. learn if they fucking shop on Grail. Do you hear that Zuckerberg? <laughs> hear that boy? Um, yeah. Anyway, so now we're in New York. I think, I think we're, and I would say that we like consider ourselves a New York company. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, we're a New York company. exactly. We like being a part of New York. Yeah, we like sure. being in Soho. We choose to be here. Yeah, yeah. And it's I expensive mean, as hell. But yeah, we choose it's super to be expensive. here. Yeah. It's also interesting because I think that you guys are like a pretty like this is a, a niche within the startup community as being like a fashion startup. Was that like a an issue when you were communicating to people what you were doing at the beginning? 
Um, I wouldn't say it was an issue. You know, actually, I take that back. It was definitely an issue. Like, none, in like, San Francisco, it was 100% an issue. They're like, did dudes even buy clothes? And I was like, yeah, man. Everybody's got to buy clothes. Yeah, the investor, the investor, clothes. What do you mean dudes buy clothes? Of course they do. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, and I think Jake can speak more to this, is like we don't really think of ourselves as a technology company. Yeah, I think that, you know, we are not really a technology company. We're not really a fashion company. We sit kind of like in the middle, and I think that that's where we're very comfortable. Um, you know, being a community-based company, being a company that you know has a point of view and has a taste level has and you know has a brand, and so we're not like a corporation like eBay, and you know we're not like a fashion brand or like a designer, but I think we are very comfortable in the middle of it. Yeah, I think Grailed has been successful because like we found a lane, and we've like and not that as a company you shouldn't be willing to try new things and like pivot or whatever the buzzword you want to use, but like. We know what we are inherently, and we're not trying to be anything that we're not. Like, we're not a fashion company posing as a tech company. We're not a tech company posing as a fashion company. That's something that you can see right through immediately, especially in an industry like fashion, where like a lot of people try to like fake their way to the top. I think for us, like, we stay true to like what that DNA is, and it's some mixture from both worlds. And that's what we've just kind of continued to do, just what makes sense for us, you know? Yeah, I mean, authenticity is, is huge. And I Absolutely. think that, you know, we fast learned that you know, they understand that and they'll call you that. out if you're not that, you know? And so, it, you know, you kind of, kind of, you got to stick to what you, what you believe in. Yeah. I mean, you guys actually have a comment section that compares to ours in terms of savvy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, which is a, a dubious distinction at best. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you just got a lot of educated people out there yeah. who want to speak their minds. And yeah. Here's well, the passion. Thing, right? It speaks to the passion, right? Yeah. People care about this Yeah. Stuff. I mean, that's the thing, right? Grailed is for enthusiasts and it's by enthusiasts. So like if you're enthusiastic about something, you truly care. So I would expect that kind of thoughtfulness on a, on a good day or that kind of terribleness on a bad day is going to come I mean, through. I mean, yeah. Right? You know? There are yeah. harshest critics. Of course. They're also our biggest yeah. you know, champion. So it's, it's Exactly. So we just want to make the best product as possible so that like these kids are hyped up as opposed to like being pissed off, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. the other yeah. side of the coin is. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So let's, let's talk about like, you know, the the everyday buyer of grilled at this point in time because like you know a lot of these kids now like they're really getting into like you know vintage and uh, archival pieces for a lot of like fashion labels and stuff like that so like early on like when you guys are you know pitching the idea of grilled and people are probably like associating it with ebay like hey there's another marketplace like this like you know like how talk, talk about like getting through that point where it's just like no it's different there is this demographic of kids well, that Arun, are, what was the first thing ever sold on grill i think that kind of can sum up like where it kind of started the quaddy bluchers yeah there yeah. you go moccasins from yeah. j crew yeah <laughs> literally literally right? yeah for sure i mean i think the thing with ebay it's like you know oh grilled like is it better than ebay is it gonna be different than ebay it's like yo do you use ebay have you ever sold anything on ebay i feel like everybody i know on ebay either sells like one like zero things or sells like a thousand things mm -hmm. and then like i'm not gonna go sell on ebay it seems like super daunting but like on grail we have hella people who sell like one two or three things which is really nice if you're just trying to like afford enough money to like buy your like Saint Laurent coat or whatever I also think like our audience, like, all right, so when you're on Grailed and like we're on Grailed all day, obviously, because um, we get paid to be. And, uh, <laughs> um, but like you can kind of work the here, come work here, real time. So I think the birth of this kind of like archival trend and vintage or vintage, whatever you want to call it, like obviously like kind of like almost like Grailed kind of grew with that trend. And I think, and then also on the flip side, I think Grailed or the trend grew with Grailed. So again, it's like a chicken or an egg thing, but. If there's going to be another trend in six months, whatever that is, like I don't know what it's going to be necessarily, I think you're going to see our marketplace reflect that and you're going to see the buyers and sellers reflect that as well. I mean, it's like to me, it's like a supply and demand thing. So whereas Grailed obviously started when like, quote, hashtag Menzer was more of a thing and totally. people are trying to get 
quaddies for 80 bucks versus now where someone wants like a raft sweater that was made before they were born like obviously that's like a difference in trends but again it's like you see kind of like as the trends ebb and flow i think grailed in that main feed does as well no totally it's a barometer I think that's our favorite thing about Grail is that we're not beholden to any one thing, you know? Like, if we had to sell quaddies, like, the website would look a lot different than it does now where we could just evolve. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at our website, like, any Thursday, right? Like, there's clearly a market for Supreme, so, like, you're going to see that. You know, it's just kind of like, like Jake said, it's a barometer. But you also kind of democratize it by rolling out, like, Grail Basic as well, where it was like, hey, like... Right. Which is now core. It's core. Yeah, it's yeah, core. Yeah. Yes. We don't want to disparage anyone here. Yeah, we Regardless. never thought basics was disparaging. No, but, but you know, you know it just there were some better. who said it became problematic over time. But like Jake, maybe you can talk about like where did hype even because there was never it was just one feed, right? Well, like a, I mean that speaks to kind of our audience, right? I think hype was born from the fact that our core audience at the time, you know, they didn't want to see the feed be dominated by by Supreme and like you know or we, Jordans or, or, or whatever yeah. drop was happening, the ball management and stuff. You know, it just it just became too much for them to see that next to the CCP and the calm and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, hype kind of was born out of necessity and then it became its own kind of separate environment, which catered to a kind of a different demographic, which is kind of like, you know, yeah. really helped us diversify. Each feed is almost like an ecosystem that then makes up this greater kind right. of thing. There's a lot of people yeah. who love the core section and are in there every day. And the best deals, literally, deals. the secret to Grailed is the all the best shit is in, like the best, cheapest shit is in core. Yeah, 100. Like Prada track pants, like Prada sport track pants from like 20 years ago, like that everyone wants, like that shit's in core for like totally. $35. I mean, you a pair of J. Crew shorts, stuff. they're in core for 20 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you can literally find anything in there. The and deals in there are so dumb, it's absurd. Right. 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 But again, it's like you, I think that's also like, you know, Arun always talks about when Grail first started, the way you could, would kind of, the way the few people that use Grail would use it is like, you scroll through the feed and then you get to the bottom. And yeah. then you, the next day, you see you scroll, everything. Yeah, exactly. You see everything. The next day, you're doing the same thing and you're getting up to the point where what you saw yesterday. Whereas now, obviously, that's like impossible. There's nowhere to stop. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah bouncing, now bouncing now around, you, right? you, would, you would fucking turn to dust sitting at yeah. your computer, like trying to I've do that. I've done it. Do you get carpal tunnel syndrome? Yeah, and I scroll exactly. Through all those pages. But, um, and I don't even know where I was trying to go at this point. I totally lost my train of thought but yeah anyway things are different now the feeds, <laughs> there's the, many feeds the feeds but so that's where you have like a, like the separate and who knows maybe in the future we'll have a fourth feed yeah yeah we've, we're talk, we were talking about that early today but we're not going to talk about that now because you got to keep something close to the vest <laughs> but anyway. as far as like different platforms go I mean you guys also launched like dry clean only so you guys had your own editorial yeah, I mean, side too. since since I was consulting Jake because obviously Jake and I do come from you know from a blogging place um, and then obviously that's something I did professionally for a long time that is like near and dear to my heart and like we, you know, so much about Grailed, like we do, we talk about community and it's not just lip service, like we mean it. And I think part of that is like educating kids to give them context, like, okay, so Raph is popping, Rocky wears it, he, you know, it's named, he's, uh, Raph's name dropped in songs and stuff like that. But like, we need some real, the kids need some real context. Like if you're just discovering this for the first time, like, it's great that you found it from like your favorite rapper. That's totally fine. But it's like, okay, let's provide some like concrete context that like then can help explain like what is this historical significance like why is a guy like Raph so important as a designer and then why then do the prices reflect that significance and we can do that through content now and that's something that like it took us I would say you know a little bit of time to figure out exactly what the community wanted Finally. what we wanted right to find that sweet spot and I think we've kind of found it now where it's kind of like in the recent nope. like weeks almost yeah we, I mean, you know, I mean we, it's always been great yeah, you don't have to lie to me, bro. Um, <laughs> no, but it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like now, um, like, you know, with a, you know, a big staff of freelancers that like have their own specialties and interests that are all different, it's like, I feel like we're really hitting our stride with every day putting up 
like the kind of like the quality stuff that could live on a GQ or a hype piece or or a, or a content platform that that's like one of the main things they do. Obviously, it's kind of secondary for us, but we've tried to elevate it where we see DCO sitting side by side with like the feed as something like that's truly uh, a uti- that provides real utility to the users. And yeah. I think that. And comes again, from, we're like not beholden to like advertisers. Yeah, you're or never like going to see it. You've never seen an ad on Grailed, and you're never going to see an ad for on Grailed. And there's going to never be sponsored content. There's no pay for pay for play, nothing like that. Like it all comes back to the authenticity. Yeah, exactly. Just try to be authentic yeah. and everything. So I do. think for us, like the D, with DCO, it's like we really want to like again. We have a point of view as a company. Like think about like eBay, kind of faceless. Like you don't. It's a huge multi. You know, it's a huge corporation. Whereas Grailed, we're a startup, and we'd love to to be a bigger company. Like we obviously don't want to be stagnant in terms of growth, but we have a level of taste here. There's brands that we like. It's there's, important to us. Yeah, there's stuff that we don't like, and there's a level of curation that goes into it, and like we can. We can share that directly with people every single day through the content and social media and all that stuff. I mean, this is not like I mean that was the original idea behind the 100 was yeah. to share that with people exactly. and now with dry clean only. Yeah, we want to. Yeah, it's like we want to. We want to. We want to curate 100 pieces. We want to style them ourselves. We want to art direct it ourselves, and you know we want to then present it in a package like how we want to see something as consumers ourselves and that's what that was the plan it's yeah. funny too to think sorry it's funny too to think about like the genesis of the content platform and how like you know two years ago we didn't even have anything like that and it was just a marketplace and i remember jake coming to me like one day being like yo we really need to do content on grail we need to do shoppable lists we need to like you know like educate people on like what's going on in the industry and i was like bro we're a marketplace why yeah. would we do content it makes I, no I sense i even pushed back too i'm like yo no one reads anymore i'm like yo it's instagram right like no one cares and, but i was wrong because Kids are consuming this stuff, and it's leading to sales, and, and it's we leading to education. To yeah, and, and and again, it's giving us a platform to have a voice. So again, it's like the community wins. I feel like us as a company, we're winning. So like, boom, like I was totally wrong, and I'm like so happy to be proven wrong because this is. I think it's like it, then it's like another community within the community. It's like another ecosystem. And it's so the fun. Comment section. It's so fun. Yeah, it's, and it's and it's super fun, right? Like, let's be real. <laughs> Commenting yeah, so, on the internet is dope. <laughs> cool. So building off of like you know the growth of the company, and you briefly just mentioned like styling. You guys are also now getting into like styling and working with like celebrities as well. What was like the first celebrity that you guys worked with? Um, I don't know. A lot of it. Was uh, it Cardi. I mean, there. I don't know again what like you consider celebrities, but this yeah. is this is the thing I'll say about that in general. It's like. Anyone that we've worked with, it's come from a real organic place. Like, here's the thing. If someone approached us on some, like, styling or sourcing or personal shopping shit, like, whatever, and it didn't feel like a fit, like, we would never do it just to be like, oh, we're in bed with this celebrity. Like, for us, it's always come from an an organic place. So if it's, like, Cardi coming here and, like, asking us to style him for a music video, it's because, like, he trusts our point of view and he trusts our taste. If we're just buying or sourcing for someone, like, again, there's a real relationship there. Like, someone, if someone's coming to us to get, like, vintage comb, like, or, you know, CDG, they know that, like, we have an idea of the right kind of pieces mm-hmm. because, like, we've studied this shit. Um, we're, again, like, coming from that enthusiast point the of view. The staff so, is very knowledgeable. Yeah, the yeah. staff is super knowledgeable. Every, a lot of people here are collectors, you know, um, that, and, they're, and all these guys are on grailed. So it's, like, for us, again, like, it's when something is a right fit, it's like we're not going out and seeking that stuff out, right? It's not right. like part of, I, I don't, I hope I can say yeah, it's not part of, like, the right revenue there. stream. Like, yeah, a lot yeah. of the stuff we do, like, off the arm, more from, like, like a marketing look perspective where like, again, like it's good to be associated with people then again that we're fans of too. So for me, um, I think it's about like anyone that you've seen us work with like publicly when all that stuff is like out there on social media, it's because like, 
where it's a real like seeing eye to eye thing when it, when it comes to clothing specifically. Real recognize real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost like treating like you know your your high profile clients is like also your everyday consumer. Where no, you're exactly. To I mean, well. that's the thing. Like yeah. that, the grilled experience for like a lot of like the clients, it's like the same that the the users get. I mean, there's for us, it's almost like it's almost again, it's like very seamless to me. Like where I don't even like again, it's not even like a real part of our business because it's just, it just like kind of happens. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like just a kind of a natural extension of what we would be doing whether or not we were getting like buzz in that celeb world. We would still be doing the same stuff. So to me, it, it's kind of just, again, it's that organic, natural thing. Yeah, isn't it almost like, you know, mind-blowing though, just to see like how far fashion has come for like the, for consumers in general that like, you know, there is this a lot, much larger audience now for like, you know, archival fashion yeah. pieces yeah. and stuff like that. Cool. So it's like, and it's leaking into like the celebrity for world sure. as well. It's part of the it's culture, like, right? It's yeah. like very much like, I mean, it's amazing. there was a huge rap song called Wrath. That's insane to me. If you had told me that even like two years ago, a year ago, I'd be like, no chance. But like, here we are. I mean, it's part of the culture and that's why. But you know, fashion is getting so disparate, right? There's, there's not really like a defining trend in fashion right now, right? And the one thing recently is that a backlash to fast fashion, right? And like, fashion that is, you know, generic and derivative. And, you know, people started looking for the sources for these things. And then yeah. also wanting pieces, people started wanting pieces that no one else had or were scarcer and retain, or rarer. And retain value. So right. it's like then the investment right. perspective. And then, well, you know, so. celebrities are always going to jump onto these things yeah. you know, at some level, on some level. And, and they have, they have purchasing right. power. That's the other right. thing too. It's like, you know, um, you know, what for a, for a RAF parka, that's $10,000. Like, I mean, Obviously, you don't need to be a celebrity to have a lot of money, but like that kind of is going to obviously make sense. That person's going to be able to acquire something like that of that high value. Yeah, I mean, well, then you know, that that brings up a good point. Do you feel like people are now looking back just because they feel like fashion right now isn't something that's like identifiable or something that can relate to them? Or do you see that more so as like something that's like a trophy where it's like, oh, okay, I'm really a fashion enthusiast, so now I'm going to get this wrap. There's both. It's both. I mean, you can't, it's, it's like impossible to like differentiate. I mean, it's such a case by case thing. Like there's always going to be like quote unquote posers or people that again have a ton of money. So they're just buying what they feel like they're supposed to buy. And there's going to be kids who are like saving up forever to get the one wrap piece that like for whatever reason they're emotionally attached to that like they know has all this kind of kind of emotional value and even just inherent value in being able to kind of like maybe sell it later to then purchase something else. So I can't say for sure if it's one or the other because both these things will always exist. But um, I mean, I think it's it's a case by case thing, right? Well, I think it's like new that Grailed has made all this archive stuff available to people. You yeah, know? And for the sure. prices are better too than yeah. retail stuff, right? If you want to buy Saint Laurent stuff, like it's really hard to buy it at retail, but it's easy to buy it on Grailed. Well, I mean, relatively. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially the arch even the archive stuff, you know? So you can buy a shirt from like two seasons ago that's like archive technically, right? But it's like... But it's it's also know. just the fact that people have so much more access to these this imagery yeah. and these shows and these like yeah. past seasons of things and like these editorial campaigns from like well, back it's like in the music, day, right? right? You're not just like the music that comes out right. this year that'll be crazy you're listening right. to music that I'm listening to music that came out this year I don't know about you but <laughs> well, you're crazy <laughs> all you, all you to. sorry I don't only yeah. listen to the Grateful Dead or whatever yeah. the fuck <laughs> you're listening to um, no I mean I, yeah I think it's, yeah. it's it's access it's the democratization of you know of, of all of the, the source material and all that stuff so I mean I, this is not this is like mind blowing shit that we're coming up with, right? This is stuff that people have been talking about. I right. mean, since like the social media age has really been a thing, but like right. personally, I think it's great. Like I want, I think it's sick that anyone could go on Grailed and buy, buy some old raft. Whereas if it was, you know, three years ago, you would have to either some, you would have to have some type of plug or stumble upon it randomly or, you know, really kind of track it down. And there's always going to be like that kind of 
curmudgeon either in actual age or like that's just like how they act that's going to be like well that it's like the old head mentality right like that's bullshit it should be hard to get you should have to like fucking dig but like i'm i don't personally believe that way right. you know oh, you see totally. that with sneakerheads too like fashion's for the people yeah dude they fire for all that's grilled right like for i'm sure. i'm you know that's one thing that i'm i at least me personally i'm willing to plant my my flag kind of in the ground and be like i'm happy that anybody can get the stuff as opposed yeah. to like just the select few like i i that that shit to me is is fucked up there was like that op-ed written about how like we're ruining fashion because we make it accessible to like more people I mean, what like, kind of fucking mentality is that we're not seriously. gonna do not plug that person i won't even say who yeah, wrote it it's like but to me it's like i mean listen if you want to go public with that kind of attitude like that's your prerogative but like i mean how do you like you have any self-awareness at all like do you hear so like elitist that? yeah it's right. super it's elitist crazy. And classist me, yeah, yeah. And it's all the isms yeah right. exactly <laughs> and to me to me that's like ridiculous so like the fact that that guy hates us because we're breaking down that kind of whatever fucking ivory tower that he happens yeah. to reside in good man i'm sorry you feel less special shit. yeah yeah so speaking on to go back to more of a business thing like one of the things that i think fashion consumers on other sites like for example like ebay had a problem with was like fakes knockoffs counterfeits and stuff grailed has like a really high like you have no threshold for bullshit you have no like you guys don't really have much zero of a zero tolerance policy. zero tolerance on on people that flake on shit people that put up fake stuff and and at the same time you have like you said rare archival pieces like there was that dude who had like one of Eddie Slamane's personal leather jackets yeah that's crazy we literally just had to do we had a, someone who interviewed him and he was saying, like, yeah, man, once, you know, once the hype beast post about that went up, like, they reached out to me and they were like, yo, pull that down. But to go back to the original point, like, what is the, like, how, how do you do that quality control? Who, like, how do you legit check thousands of things a day? I mean, I don't want to give away too much of, like, the, the, the process. Yeah. Honestly, it's like an arms race, you know, yeah. with, like, these people, you know, yeah. like, once it's, they know, like, what we do, like, well, they, like, come Honestly, we, 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 we've. We know and we believe that you know trust is probably of the utmost importance trust in, a, in a marketplace like ours, right? And not to say that we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but like we identified early on that this could be a problem, and this you know was a, a growing problem, you know the potential for this. And now we have a team of moderators. We've got you know freelance guys. We've got guys in house um, who you know we have a huge part time team that just like, who looks at this on stuff the, yeah. on a daily basis. They're basically combing through this, and, and we have some always adding new people. But yeah. and these aren't just kids off the street. Process, these right? are like experts in their particular. Yeah fields if that's what you want to call it and like there is a process that we have implemented and right. we have best practices and that's right. how we're able to do that but at the end of the day where it's something we're continually trying to work on and yeah. get better at because we know we need to like you know stay ahead of this as much as possible all aspects of it and yeah. uh, it's something that we're really committed to and something that is, is, is you know yeah. matters a lot trust and safety is like is like one a of like the most of the list of the most important things i mean our commitment yeah. if you buy something on grail you're gonna get it and it's gonna be real yeah we yeah we want to try to adhere to that as much as possible yeah absolutely and another thing, I, I read a tweet about this, so I don't know if it's 100% legit, but just to give you some emphasis. Tweets are on, fake news. They're all <laughs> fake news, everything about them. But I read one that was apparently if, you, if you're like PMing somebody on eBay and you use the word grailed, your sale gets shut yeah, down. Yeah, that, that was the rumor. That, and, and like that just means like someone's paying attention, potentially. Again, that's what I heard as well. But Who knows? Which is amazing. But, but again, like that's us. Like we, we try to prevent our, our offsite transactions on Grail. So like that's just that's eBay doing what a company's supposed yeah. Honestly, to do. you can't fault them for that. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like that's kind of hilarious and also awesome in that like someone at some level in, in the hierarchy at eBay then is paying attention, yeah, which is great. It's a different kind of all, cloud all token. All I want to do is eat those motherfuckers lunch all day, dude. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> hey man, they haven't seen any competition for like 20 years. Yeah, right. For real. Yeah. Again, it's like you found that lane, right? That's credit to you, Aaron. Shake 100%. things up. Yeah. 
Yeah, cool. So, um, I mean, like, you know, in, in the in the origin story that we went on earlier, like, you know, you and Jake both met, like, on a discussion board, right? Um, and then also, Tumblr, to be, like, tum- specific, oh, tum- right? Tumblr, right? Yeah. And then a yeah. room, like, you used to sh- shop on a discussion board as well. Yeah, on stuff. All right, cool. So, like, I mean, just recently we shut down our discussion board to the Hypebeast, and, like, a lot of R. people R. were, like, the forums and stuff. So I just wanted to talk about, like, you know, get your guys' thoughts on the importance of, like, having that community online and, like, how that basically fostered. Um, like, you know, just where you guys are right now, that there is a community for people that are, like, trying to discover more, they're trying to learn more. I mean, yeah, I I think it's huge. I mean, we... For men's fashion, it's huge, right? Because, like, people... Well, now, you know, all your friends... Look at MFA, though, but that's where, while everyone has kind of been left in the dust and, like, you guys close on your forum, like, MFA has only just exploded, right? Like, And and obviously, Reddit and, like, the ease with which they kind of took the message board format and, like, made it super accessible and not like this niche like weird thing where the the stick well it's actually i still think reddit is like super fucking weird but like a lot of the (laughs) i feel like the the stigma that the forums had specifically maybe like men's fashion forums um and and nike talk and shit like that like i I think there's still this hunger and like nike talk is massive yeah i mean i think well it's like there is the same reason why there's no women's fashion forums really right it's because women talk about it in real life yeah exactly right yeah if you go to high school in cleveland ohio and all your homies are like people, the people you grew up and you're friends with. Like, if you guys have, wear Raph. yeah, man, maybe they're talking about Raph and shit now. Who knows? But like, you know, I, you but know. definitely like four or five years ago, there was yeah. nothing. Nobody or, knew about or anything. Even like, let's Nobody be knew real. Eddie Slaman was four years ago. And even as men's fashion like continues to like increase in its profile, like it's still like kind of a, especially designer fashion, like fashion with a capital of it's still mm-hmm. like a niche thing. So I think like guys are, were seeking, and that's where the menswear blogosphere kind of came from. That's what it grew out of. It's just the need to kind of want to communicate with other people that are into that specific interest. Mm-hmm. Cause like, like guys talk about watches and they talk about cars, but like clothes for a long time obviously has like a st- had or even still does to an extent have a stigma attached to it. So we've talked about the forum shit all the time. I mean, yeah. Grailed is big on Reddit. Like we have a presence there. There's a lot of people that discuss grailed and and like you know potential cops and then even like customer service stuff so like there is this hunger for it and like you know we've kind of bat around the idea of like maybe there is a space for a forum on grail like who knows right we're yeah. just again it's like if the community is hungry for something and they want something they let us know and we do our best to service them because without them there you know we have nothing i think just like having the communication between people you yeah. know and in our case it would be users is super important to kind of foster the environment we want to foster right. as well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we can try and enhance that as much as possible moving yeah. forward. We have the comment sections in the articles. We've got, like, you know, obviously the messaging. More robust but, user profiles coming, things like that. Right, and that's all in the pipeline. But I, and I also think there's other ways we can, you know, kind of extract things from the forums that were some of the best types of threads and best types of kind of, like, you know, formats for discussion, yeah. whether it's imagery or, you know. Yeah, like a what are you wearing today thread that could exist. Right in Grailed and then it's again it's people sharing inspiration and engaging and like friendly banter in and that's a how I world used to love using the forums yeah. so you know we'd friendly love to try banter. and bring that to Grail as much as possible banter with the lads <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool so let's talk about like you know um, just like trying to trying to give more solutions to your community like because you guys are opening up heroin right so like did, was that because you guys saw like there was that need to to tap into the, you know the female market it's too bad we don't have Kristen here to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right? we don't have Kristen here, our brand director. But um, I think, you know, it was, on one hand, it was kind of the natural extension of Grailed. Um, we had a lot of feedback from women who use Grailed, from our friends and family who knew about Grailed, who thought it would be a great kind of thing to have for women. And I think that, you know, even though it's a kind of a more crowded space, I think the same things that have kind of made Grailed what it is today 
can be applied to the women's marketplace and, you know, kind of separate it from other competitors out there or other people in the space. And I think that, you know, not that we're trying to really take anyone down or compete with anyone, but I think yeah. that we can kind of... I think we're definitely not trying to compete with right. anybody. Yeah. I think we're actively trying to create, it's, like, make a thing Its own environment, thing. Right. right. We're not trying to, like, go... I mean, after the hundredth person who's, like, or hundredth female user who's, like, man, I wish there was a grail for women's wear, mm -hmm. you know, like, we can't ignore that. Right. Yeah. And especially for the enthusiast community, you know, the people in the industry and the people who are kind of use fashion as an aspirational thing... We want to provide them a platform where they can kind of have the same experience that the, the and like where you can know, you buy and resell like Andy Milmeister for women on the internet? I mean, there's no centralized place for it that I that I know of. So right. and there's, there's no be. especially for the more niche avant-garde stuff. And there's also no you know no community of these for for these enthusiasts really around these other marketplaces. Um, so I think that's something that we want to bring to the bring to the table for sure. Yeah, and I think that you guys have kind of helped mainstream, like you were saying, the avant-garde and, and like these more fringe guys like CPP and right. Comb. So I think what what was sort of did you guys sort of select a certain brand or a selection of brands that you wanted to feature like on weekly stuff or yeah, did it just kind of come from that? <laughs> I think it's, I, I mean, maybe Jake, a lot of stuff we like. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's one of the things where it's like, again, it's informed by the community. It's almost like we're seeing it in real time. Like people are, make, the users are making it very clear like what they're into and if, if it if it if it happens to be like avant garde, uh, that's one thing. If it happens to be streetwear, it's another thing. It's just like again, like we have the our own. We keep saying like we have a taste on point of view, and we do. And like obviously, like we ultimately like, will pull the trigger on. Do we want to try to work with this designer? Do we want to profile this person? Do we want to write a master class, three thousand word explainer on this particular item? Or you know, like we just did. Recently I think the first the article one, was eleven eleven by BBS, right? Yeah, that was the it's first. Also about DCR you know article. people we know in the business as well. Yeah, and that's then also, true too. You know, the, our our amazing like freelance writers, yeah, they're also enthusiasts they're and they want to write about new stuff too. Certain things that you know we also are into, so it's kind of like this I don't know self perpetuating environment. Yeah, it's kind of like a feedback loop, but in like the best possible way. <laughs> it's kind of like this <laughs> yeah, thing. Feedback the perfect loop Yeah, right. Exactly. A utopia. Utopian perfectness. Yeah. Yes. Squad. And to go back to that whole chicken and the egg thing, like you said, you have people coming in here. You don't know if you guys are built, if you guys are growing with a trend or the trend is growing with you. I think I think that there is sort of like, like you were saying, like a feedback loop where it's like when you have guys like Lucas Sabat and and Cardi that come in here and borrow stuff from music videos and stuff that you are feeding that vintage trend, right? Like you are. Kind yeah, of I mean that's marketing. I mean, like let's. We're all adults. We know it's marketing, and it, but it's like again, it's or it's organic marketing. Like it's not, it's not like pay for play. It's not like you know, uh, it's not one of these things. It, we're not like Reebok or we're someone who's like, damn, we're not like hot right now, so we need to get a pair of kicks. Well, we're just the platform for it. We're like, we're just the platform for it. You want Raff, right? You want like a bunch of Raff for a music video? Where are you going to get it from? Yeah, there's also like limited options. That's <laughs> yeah. the other thing too. But it's yeah, only yeah. here. You, you gotta see. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, it's literally right next door. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, I mean, again, it's just natural, honestly. Yeah try to keep it real and again it's real recognize real right like luca likes this stuff you know whoever like these others whoever whoever it is that we're hanging out with we're talking about we're not talking about like random yeah. shit we're talking about the shit that we like and we're talking about the shit that they like yeah for the personal shopping the sourcing it's like if if like of course you could come with like a laundry list of specific things and we could be like errand boys but it's more of like yo i'm really feeling junior right now and it's like all right we'll get you the best junior shit because we know what the best junior shit is and in our find opinion. it and and we can acquire it for you. So it's like that. So it's like again, it's like this organic thing that comes from a true place of enthusiasm. And it might sound corny because like, you know, maybe there's kids that are listening to this that don't think that that think all these celebs have styles and have no point of view, but like a lot of these guys really do care and again, we're only gonna work with people that that care to the same level that and we I think do. that, you know, to to also to the to a point, like, you know, we're the platform for this, right? But 
at the end of the day, we're, it's really thanks to the fact that you know we've got this amazing user base who has kind of had these have, have these collections and they've have kind of found Grailed, and I think that you know they're the ones who supply this stuff in essence to these people and you know. Yeah. Giving us a chance to have this selection for these people yeah, available. Exactly. Is yeah, exactly. It's That's the thing. It's like it's without the users, we don't then have anyone to source from. And if we didn't have a, a website that was like bubbling because of this influx of users, then the VI, the, any of that VIP business, they wouldn't have even come to us, right? Because they wouldn't even But in terms of chicken and the exists. egg, it's like, yeah. you know, it, it is kind of like that, right? Like they yeah. wouldn't have a platform, but, you know, yeah. they're utilizing it to kind of like further this thing. So, you know, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Just the, the main point for me is that like we're only going to work, again, we try to like, we're, we will never be beholden to anyone. So again, like if we're gonna work with someone, it's gonna be a natural fit. And if it's not a natural fit, then we're not gonna do something. Like to me, it's it's very. And I, I don't, I can't, I can only speak for myself. But to me, it's like very binary in that way. It's like a black white thing. It's like do do, we, do does the vision of Grail and this person line up? Yes. Let's try to do something together. No, then we won't. It's that simple. I mean, yeah, we had the Abbasi Rosbro guys in there today. Yeah. And it was like a very easy conversation with them to just like, how can we work together? Because yeah. we believe in your product. We believe in you guys as designers. You guys are dope. You make. And they know, believe in growth. You super know, sick so shit. Yeah. And they came in and they were like, yo, we want to work with you guys because, you know, we like the content. We like the, the platform, the community. Exactly. It's, Odds are they probably use it. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, that's kind of like. In our community, like, that's, I mean, a, that's, that's an growth? up and coming yeah, right? brand. People like out there, yo, if you don't use growth, you on the level of a raff or a Rick, obviously, you know, that's kind of like a local New York brand, but like there's pieces on Grailed and their profiles raising. And it's like, you know what, if we can help this brand get a brand that we believe in, who's doing like objectively great shit, if we can give them a platform so that a million new people can find out about this brand, then let's fucking go. That's what more as enthusiasts could we ever want to do than something like that. And it's not like some type of charity or anything like that. It's just, again, it's just naturally, it's a natural fit and it's not to use a buzzword, but it is synergist in that way. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys did that with a couple other brands as well yeah, that were on the up and up, like synergistic, whatever, you know. Synergy is a great word. So positive. Synergist, though, is that a word? Synergistic is a word. Synergistic. Excuse me. I didn't go to schools. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to read good. <laughs> Should go to the Derek Zoolander Center. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and so I think like one of the main problems, challenges, and like pitfalls that happens with a lot of like startups is that they overexpand or like, you know, they spread themselves too thin, too quick out the gate, right? I think you guys have kind of paced yourselves pretty well. What was the biggest challenge, you know, from day one to where you're at right now? Like what was, like if there was one thing each, maybe, like if there was one. Well, I think that that is a challenge in and of itself, right? You know, as a, as a startup, kind of the stereotypical startup, they want to go super fast. They want to grow. They want to like pour money into marketing, into advertising, into just like getting the thing out there. And I think that, you know, that's kind of alluring in some ways, right? But we deliberately took a different tack because I think it comes back to the authenticity factor and the fact that, you know, people see through that and you kind of lose the ability to control the narrative and control the brand and the voice yeah. when you do that kind of thing. So, you know, there's that kind of balance. But at the same time, you know, we erred much more towards the side of doing things deliberately, you know, not rushing and, you know, yeah. the, hard, the, hardest thing, the, voice. the hardest thing for me is as a small company when somebody bigger approaches you like in in the hopes of developing a partnership is saying no as the small guy because like conventional knowledge would be like yo ride someone like not like ride someone else's wave but like use this bigger company to help you but again for us the the grailed brand and like and and like kind of the tenants behind it are, are really are are so important it's the most important thing right, right. Uh, well one of many important things and um for us, for me, it's hard. Sometimes it is hard to say no to an opportunity that would clearly like raise the profile. But is it raising the profile in the right way? And it's kind of that distinction that like 
everyone here, every employee is always thinking about and offering their input on. And that to me is, is, is saying no, but it's, but again, it's hard, but you know, it, you know, when, when it's right to say that, Yeah. or you hope, you hope you could be right. Cause you can't be right all the time. Unless you're me. I'm always right. Never been wrong. Never, never told a lie and never been wrong on record saying it right now. What about you, Arun? Um, it's a tough one, honestly. I think I would have to go with what Jake said and just, you know, <clears throat> always wanting to do things faster and always wanting to, you know, go quicker and like do more and like give more, you know, we have like a million ideas for like how to change the platform and like, you know, new features to develop and like new partnerships to work on and like all these amazing things that we want to do. And it just takes forever to get this stuff done. You know, I think people on the internet are always like, Oh, just build this feature, you know, just like, it'd be so easy. It's like a few lines of code and like nothing is easy. It, right? it's like, yeah. So honestly, the hardest thing for us is just like, getting more people to work with us, you know, like finding the right talent and like hiring them and just like, you know, growing the team. Cause like we're very, very purposeful about who we hire and the culture that we create here at the company. We were like a very supportive, like egalitarian, like society almost. That was too a, much. A utopia. Yeah. I'm trying to not say utopia. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and Kill you know, it's, word. it's just, it, our interview process is really strict and like, we're just like really concerned with everybody working here being like a nice like person. Um, and it's just fine. It's just hard to find oh, good people. I know, right? Seriously. I regret it every day. One more thing, though, I think that is kind of been a, a challenge for us, I think, has also been kind of making, like, you know, dealing with the users, at, not like from like a, you know, flexible standpoint or whatever, but I think it's just like trying to keep people happy, right? I think it's like always... We care so much about it's it. It's always disappointing. And like from, from the time when I was just me in a room and we were, you know, I was doing customer service and it's like making, trying to make everyone happy is like always a challenge and, and it's something it's like, we strive for constantly we, something we strive for so hard so when you don't do that it's like it's disheartening and it it's weighs like disappointing on you. and i think and anybody a little bit ever, yeah. there's a responsibility right yeah right for sure right everything we do is for the users right. so like when people are upset happy, with ideally, us. you know that's not possible but you know it it, it it hurts to not be able to do that in some instances so that's a, that's and a challenge i think for anybody me. that's ever bought or sold a piece of clothing on the internet knows that dealing with the people that you're oh, buying. Oh, it can be a sucks. struggle, for sure. Oh my for God, sure. it could be sure. a nightmare. Yeah. So it's like having to, like, and when your job is to make sure they're happy, like yeah. you kind of, you, you... That's challenging on a different level than the kind of the more macro business stuff, for sure. But it's our responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's something we deal with every day. It is our cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good cross, but... We love know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, usually we like to ask people if, you know, if they were trying to get into something similar, if they were trying to get into fashion startup or just a startup or just fashion, either or, or if they want to start a blog on the internet even, if you guys have experience <laughs> oh, in that. <laughs> yeah, uh, what would be kind of like your, like, you know, your parting wisdom? What would be your, like, golden ticket, your well, my fortune first cookie? thing right off the bat, uh, 2017, don't start a blog. So that's the one. <laughs> so don't do that. No, my thing, always can just know your shit. I mean, like, again, if you want to cold email someone or you want to pitch an idea, it's just, like, it helps to, like, have some foundational knowledge to, like, come to the table. Absolutely. Come to the table being, like, listen, I already, again, like, to, to, be I know my serious. Shit, you know, like, be serious. Yeah, be serious. Treat the people that you know you're for shit, real, man. I, I mean, mean, like, honestly, man, like, we got don't so, send me an email that's four words long and there's no spelling. You know, yeah, it's like, it, right. It's it's like it's it's. Uh, listen, man. Even if it's a startup, even if it's fashion, even if it's like quote unquote like cool, sexy profession, like professions, like you got to have some level of like real professionalism. Like, it, right. it's not a joke to the people that work here. So, like, when you approach it like a joke, you think you're maybe being buddy buddy, but what you're really doing is then insulting that person. And it just doesn't. It's not, really professional. It's not and professional. professional. And it's not professional. I, I, I mean, I personally can't right, people right. approach it like that. But I, that's just me. And I think the biggest thing for getting into you know whether it's a startup or whether it's fashion is just to you know, get involved, like get, you know, hustle is like that word thrown around a lot, but like, you know, get involved some way, grab an internship, 
reach out to someone, cold email someone, know your shit for Even sure. Even working at retail, Come like for being, a, being on a sales floor somewhere yeah. and like working hourly, but that's going to help you learn about trends in real time and that's going to help educate you on brands so that you can like help customers. Like that's fucking free education, right? You're getting paid then to learn, right? right. So that you can sell this. Stuff. And don't so be afraid to yeah. like reach out and meet people and like get your foot in the door somewhere, even if it's just a conversation, right? right. And it's not you guys on, met on the internet. That's not so. on the internet, but that's also not on the internet though, right? I think that, you know, there's still a lot of power in like the IRL meetup and like, you know, going face to face with someone, you know, even if it's just for a coffee to learn more about something, whether it's a tech firm or a startup or whatever, or a fashion company, it's like, you know, meet someone, try and get your foot in the door in some way and then like progress from there and find your lane, see what you like, you know, don't be afraid to bounce around and experiment, you know, whether, you know, whether it's within fashion or startups, you know, and uh, don't be afraid to reach out to people for help and like to try and, you know, get references and, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's important. Totally. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. What he yes. said. All of 100. the above. <laughs> um, this is actually something that, you know, I, I think about a little bit because people ask me all the time, you know, like, oh, hey, you did this. You know, like, how did you do it? Like, what should I do to do it, too? You know, like, I want to be I want to do something similar. And honestly, I think like it's maybe it sounds harsh, but my biggest piece of advice is like you kind of just got to figure it out. You know, you can't ask people what to do constantly all the time. You know, like, how do I do this? How do I make a website? How do I, you know, like shoot product? How do I like design clothes? You know, like you got if, if you want to do it and you want to be the guy who's going to do it, like you got to figure it out yourself. And, like Gain knowledge, right? Yeah. I mean, like, and also know. everything is on Get the Internet. Informed. You yeah. can you literally to- Google anything. I Googled how to make a website and then three months later <laughs> I made a website. Don't give away the secret sauce. <laughs> of God, do your do your Googles. Yeah, seriously. You know, it's like you can ask for advice all you want, but like really like something has to come from within. Google it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking Google it. Yeah. That's a perfect note to end on. Well thank you so much for giving us some of your time guys. Thank you for sharing your thank wisdom. You yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, this is great. Hey. Thank you so Absolute much. Absolute pleasure. Where do we get our check? We just pick that up. <laughs> Net thirty? Alright, thanks guys.